the Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. He calls to you, who the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings and our Ola, everyone. I am Spud Goodman. <laughs> Spud Goodman. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to check out our little radio show. Uh, yeah, I know size isn't everything, but I'm a realist and accept our position in the radio industry food chain. Let's just say we're not at the top of said chain, okay? Uh, but that being said, there, there are benefits to being smaller and less ambitious than shows carried by the big companies, because even if your show sucks, no one can tell you what to say or do. Basically, we are free to suck even more than our fellow competitors on the airwaves. It's quite liberating, I gotta say that. Okay, well, why don't I now introduce our designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Uh, go ahead and give us a snicker. Uh, let's start with a, a low-impact laugh, you know, just to get you warmed up. All right. Um. <laughs> okay, you know, I, I, I asked for something low-key, and you sure delivered it. Uh, but could you now be ready to raise your game when needed? Uh, we might need a, a bit more of an effort uh, soon, so stay on your toes. Oh, sure, sure, I guess. All right, and now I'm under orders to introduce our show's temporary permanent uh, co-host, uh, Gerald Holcomb, uh, that's temporary permanent. Uh, I don't have the energy right now, so just go ahead and acknowledge my acknowledgement. J- just don't take advantage of my generosity. Wait, really? I, I, so I have an unlimited time window to actually express myself here? Oh, okay, wow. Okay, uh, okay, let me let me think here. Um, I, I know... I know I need to be concise and effective in my response. And um, okay, okay. First of all, I would like to express, well, really, my deep gratitude to all of our listeners out there and to Spud for giving me this opportunity to, uh, to, uh, I guess, look, I guess speak look, my I, mind. I, I, let me just—I need to introduce our show's intern, Chance, right now. Okay, geez. I wasn't quite, yeah, I wasn't and, done. With yeah, it. And, and and I've been instructed to say this by management, so I guess I got to do it. Uh, Chance, our esteemed intern, is officially the show's most most popular person. Americans right. love a winner. Yeah, there I said it. Uh, I, all right. I don't know. Chance, you there? Yeah, I'm I here. mean, you're in the studio. I see you. But are you awake? I'm awake, Spud. All right, fine. You know, I was uh, thinking about this last night when when we were doing the show remotely, or you know, for because of the damn pandemic pandemic for so long, and not in the studio. It gave you. Chance, too much of an opportunity to goof off and not be focused on basic intern duties. You know, I, I was forced then to, to trust you were doing your job, you know, like an honor system. Um, hey, I got to ask you, do you ever play video games on your phone? I'm going to ask you that right now. Has fooled me once. Shame on, shame on you. 
It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. Well, maybe. You'll never know for sure, though. Oh, honey, just because you're capable of multitasking, well, maybe you should choose the high road here and just say no comment. If you are playing a video game right now, just pause it until the show is over. Okay, I just paused it now. But oh, yeah. I don't. I, I see. Lion, dog face, pony soldier. I see. I see that phone in your hand over there. I don't know if you've. Po- I can't go over there. And eh, never mind. Um, I just don't believe you. Let's just say that. So, but what I wanted to discuss uh, on the show is something that I read on the internet. It was really interesting. I thought. Uh, you know, it was an article about time travel. You know, I'd heard of this, but never knew much about it. Uh, time travel. It, what is that? Well, uh, the formal definition, I scribbled down here. Let me, let me read this thing. Uh, it is time, uh, time travel is the concept of movement between certain points in time to movement between dur- different points in space by an object or a person, typically with the use of a hypothetical device known as a time machine. A, a time machine? Are, are you serious? Yes! I'm not saying I know for sure. You know, there are time machines in existence, but but when you do look up the topic of time travel, there is a buttload of stuff out there. Oh, Dorothy and I are very aware of time travel. Mm-hmm, sweetie, uh, this might not be the best time to touch on that subject, you know? All right, if you say so. And Dorothy, can you share what you know about this? Uh, I, I'd like to know what you, you know, come on. Uh, I only could read so much before I started to lose focus and couldn't understand the more complicated stuff. Hell no, you can't! I would rather not. I, come on. Uh, okay, you, you guys are aware, aren't you? God would never allow us here on Earth to travel through time. That act would seem to fall more under... Uh, the devil's bag of tricks, but if this were real, it would enable anyone to return back to times in history where, you know, one could maybe change it, change history. And now that would not conform to what I was taught in Sunday school. Um, like, like if I committed a sin in my teenage years, I could just jump back to any old time machine and try to go back and erase the incident. These guys, they make millions of dollars. They're smart as hell. Uh, yeah, you could, I guess. Right, yeah. So, well, that would give wayward souls a free pass on bad behavior. You you know, enjoy the sin and then later just go back and erase what happened. The the world would spin out of control if this was actually possible. Who, Who knows the damage that could be done? What the hell do you have to lose? It seems it's on the down low for now. I mean, like only a few people are aware of this. I guess that's why I was asking my Aunt Dorothy, you know. This scientific creation, uh, you know, it hasn't been messed up too much with, you know, with the history thing so far. Nobody's really done any damage is what I'm saying, okay? There are still so many horrible things that have happened over the years that haven't been changed. So, yeah. Well, that you know of. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's so much information out there that most people aren't aware of it. You know, Hmm. that sounds very Q-ish, Chance. Uh, Uh, And I hope you're not getting into that scene. Uh, You you don't think this time travel thing is connected to that coming storm those, you know, those or you QAnon people talk about? Heads are spinning. Uh, You know, it seems to me that no good could come of this travel 
traveling back in time. So I don't know. Maybe we should change the subject right now before any of our young and impressionable listeners, uh, you know, go on their to the local library or something and find out more because there's no need to disturb their minds. I love the poorly educated. Yeah, the thank God I don't have to use the library's computers anymore to, you know, look up stuff. Well, uh, you should actually have my own. Warning, warning, it will not compute. Uh, Spud? Yeah? Your first guest is on the line waiting to speak with you. Okay, cool. You know, I'm a big fan uh, of Tony Hale. Uh, yeah, he, he didn't win two Emmys on luck. This dude is funny as hell, you know, at least on camera. There, there's something I've noticed, though, uh, with a lot of really, really funny people, um, you know, in films and, and on TV and whatever. A, a ton of them choose to, like, keep that funny in a separate box away from the camera and mic, you know, in their private lives. Which is good because if all those people were funny in their private lives, then around us in public and everything, then the bar would be set so damn high for the rest of us, we'd never get a laugh from anybody. Not a joke. Uh, well, no need to worry about reaching that bar of being funny. Uh, but don't be bummed. Well, Most people are not funny, so you're in good company, Spud. It's, it's okay. Well, uh, well, hang on, hang on. I easily meet that bar. I'm constantly told how hilarious I am. I, I guess I was born with the gift. My kids are always laughing, you know, when I'm with them. It's funny, like I'm a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. Is that with you or at you? I'm just, just asking. Well, uh, Anyway, what is hilarious is Veep. The show Tony won both Emmys on. That whole cast is freaking amazing. I'm I'm really gonna miss that show. I gotta say, but anyway, just put him through. Let, let, I gotta do this. All right, here, here he is. Welcome to the show, Emmy award-winning actor and comedian Tony Hale. Okay, full disclosure, I'm a big fan. Okay, thanks for coming on our show. Oh, thanks for having me. That's so nice to say. Yeah, so you have a Disney Plus channel series now streaming, The Mysterious Benedict Society. It's based on the popular young adult book series by Trenton Lee Stewart. Tell us about the character you play. Well, I play two characters, which is very I play twins, which is something I've never done, so that's really fun and exciting. But the show takes place where something called the emergency is happening in the world, and it's kind of sending everybody into this state of panic. And I bring these kids together to find the source. And what these kids, what I love is these kids, they don't have the wild magical powers. Their superpower is their intellect, their creativity, and their um, empathy. Oh. And it's just like, to me, especially after the year we've had, I feel like those are superpowers. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's just a really fun, beautiful show. I'm excited for people to check it out. All right, super. Well, um... Um, I got it right away. I got I got to got to go there. On uh, terms of you, you're you're beloved by millions from your time on one of the greatest comedies ever made, Arrested Development, playing Buster Bluth. Uh, though the show came back in 2018, I'm guessing there'll be no further episodes, and I have to come to grips with that reality. Is that is that correct? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. So. I mean, I, yeah, I definitely don't think so. But you know, recently um, Jeff Squalter passed away. Right. Who, who played Lucille Bluth? And she was just such an amazing performer. She was so talented. So, plus his relationship with her, his mom was pretty, was pretty special. Right. Yes. Yes. Well. Um, okay. You're also beloved by millions of others uh, from your time on Yeah, 
another of the greatest comedies ever made, Veep. Do I sound like a publicist? Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's true. That show was freaking great. Uh, you played uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus' character, Selena's uh, body man, or personal assistant, or whatever. I mean, did, did you research any other body man or personal assistants to vice presidents over the years before you did it? Oh, that's a great question. I Well, when we shot the pilot, I remember... They took us to D.C., and I got the chance to meet a guy who was a body man to a, a, a famous politician. And I loved hearing kind of about his life, because typically people have this role in their 20s, and then they kind of go on to different stuff. My character did the role into his late 40s, and he just had no identity outside of Selena Meyer, so that kind of helped with the comedy. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was comedy gold. I mean, you... Uh, again, I don't want to... Go to overboard, but I'm a fan. So, um, well, let me hit you with your background. I had a background question. Uh, you, you hail from yeah. the South, uh, born in Florida, and went to college in Alabama, I believe. Uh, was, was there much of a yeah. culture shock when you moved to New York in the late '90s? Yeah, there was. But I was, you know, I was. I think I was. I moved in 1995. I was 25. And I think I was just in that state of like wonder and excitement, and I think I moved. I slept on like seven different couches of people I met, you know, like moved like seven times on the first, I mean, I was just, just that crazy energy when I was young. And now that I think about it, it was pretty much my very first show in New York was Shakespeare in the parking lot. Oh. We did, where we did Taming of the Shrew in a parking lot in East Village. So that was like off, off, so off I mean, Broadway, huh? Oh, well, I don't even think Broadway was in the word. Huh. But okay. it was, um, it was, uh, you know, I just I was there for seven years, and it was it was quite a rush being there. It really was. So I guess when so when you like hit New York, you weren't staying at like the Plaza and or any uh, posh hotels. Yeah. Okay, I got it. So, no, 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 no. All right, all right. Um, well, you know, on this particular episode on our show, we're kicking around the topic of time travel. If you could uh, step inside a time tunnel or whatever, where would you want to first travel to anywhere in any place in time in history, you know? I think my immediate thought, because my daughter is 15 now, mm -hmm. this is going to sound all mushy, but I think I would go back to when she was like two, just because... I was, you know, I was a new dad and I was all like freaked out and nervous. I think I'd go back and like be a little more present. Oh, okay. Back. <laughs> and just to kind of like, because those were such precious years and I loved them, but I'd love to kind of relive them because they were really special. Yeah, she, she probably didn't have a TikTok account back then, right? So you probably no, had her attention. No, she did not. Okay. Man, that TikTok. Yeah. Golly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. Uh, it's a spud. What? If I may interject right here, you you mentioned that ticky talk thing uh, the kids are so yeah. wild about. Well, you know, I put my foot down in the Holcomb family home. None of my kids are allowed anywhere near that thing. Um, Tony, I, I need a moment here. I'll be right back. Your oldest son is what, seventeen or so? I don't know, something yeah, like yeah. that. And your middle one, uh, your daughter, is like fifteen or sixteen. You really think you've successfully kept them off TikTok? You are dreaming, man. Oh, Gerald, both of them probably have burner phones where you can't track their online history. Oh, good oh point. kids these days are much more tech-savvy than you, Gerald. I mean, you still have an AOL account. 
Yes, my wife and I still use AOL. It's a very reliable company and has everything anyone could want for the internet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hear that. It's great for downloading music on Napster. Napster? What, Spud, is that one of those porn sites? Uh, no, that's Hamster. Uh, you're off a couple decades, dude. Just let me get back to Tony. All right, uh, I, I have returned. Um, well, you do a lot of voice work in a variety of projects. Uh, the, say, The Angry Birds, Toy Story 4, Rick and Morty, Rugrats, I could go on. But is this the best gig in Hollywood? Because I've asked many actors this, and the unanimous answer is heck yes. What's your position? I mean, it's great. I love doing voice work. I will say, like, it's a, it's a tie, though, because, I mean... The challenge of voice work is you because so much of comedy is nonverbal, is using your physicality. Right. So, like, I really love, I love comedy in general, and I do love voice work, but there's something also about, I mean, just live on camera being able to use the subtleties of your physicality. It's a tie. I love both. Oh, all right. There you have it. Okay. Um, well, uh, off the record now, this is not going to go any further. Where have you put those two Emmy Awards you won for playing uh, Gary Walsh on Veep? Are they in some secure vault or something? Oh, no, I carry them around with me. I just, oh. I, just I, I have them one around my wrist and one around my neck. And I don't think that's too forward. No. I think people deserve to see them. It's kind of a decent workout, too. I mean, I, they look heavy. Thank I don't you. know. If I've never Thank held you. one. Oh, that's a good point. I bring them to the gym, and I use them for weight. Okay. So people are fine with that. Yeah. Super. Well, um... I'm going to uh, close with my uh, my required talk show host question. It's cliche, but that's that's my job. That's I have a cliche kind of job. So, um, Tony Hale, what has been your most memorable moment as an actor to this point in your career? Um, the most memorable moment? Wow, that's a tough one. Yeah. I would Thank say... You. Um, <laughs> I would say my most memorable moment would be there was something I remember I remember like being at the Emmy years ago with Arrested Development it was the first year I think maybe the only year the show won for best comedy and we were sitting in the way back and it was just this like electric rush like we were just because we were such the underdogs at the time and uh, yeah that was I think that was pretty one of many, many memorable moments. But that comes to mind. Yeah, when you guys won, you filled the stage. There's, it's, it's a large uh, retinue. Uh, I mean, yeah, what yeah. a, what a yeah. group of it talented was so people. Exciting. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, I know you got to go, so let me remind everyone that you are now appearing in the new Disney Plus series, The Mysterious Benedict Society, now streaming. Hey, uh, we really want to thank you so much for checking in with us. Oh, thanks for having me. There you have it. Yeah, Mr. Tony Hale. You too. Take care. This is the Spud Goodman Show. What else is there, man? All right, back to the music. Uh, Here's a tune by Lil Mo and the Monocats, who recorded, I believe, 2005. It was it was for a Gene Vincent tribute album. Uh, Here is Sideburn Daddy. Hit it. In only town tonight The gentleman rocking in a tuck Was just too right to see my sideburn daddy Sideburn daddy Sideburn daddy 
Excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. This ain't government cheese, it's Spud Goodman. My baby left me for another guy. She dug him because he had a meth lab in that double wire. Trailer down the street, he had a meth lab In that trailer down the street We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. So getting back to the topic of time travel, there seems to be a lot of really smart people who believe in this. You know, people who know a lot about that uh, quantum physics uh, dealy bob kind of thing. Uh, I also wrote this down from uh, Wikipedia about this. Uh, it's way over my head, but from what I could pick up, uh, it, it, it can happen when a signal is sent from one location and received at another location. Then as long as the signal is moving at the speed of light or slower, basically the signal travels faster than light. It is received before it is sent in all reference frames. Uh, the signal could not be said to have moved backwards in time. Uh, at least that's what I have in my notes. I don't think I even understand what I just read. Uh, anyway, sorry. That's so hot. I will say this. 
Dorothy and I are very aware of the possibilities this discovery makes possible. I think that's all I'll say for now, but... Babe, babe, this is not the time to engage on this topic. I know, but it's clear Spud doesn't have a clue about time travel. He just uh looked it up on the internet. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's where you... Where else are you going to... I don't have encyclopedias around here. Yeah, well, I think we could both add to this conversation, like... Make this show actually interesting. Yes! Uh, I kind of resent that statement. Uh, This show is already plenty interesting, in my opinion. Uh, Well, you know, at least sort (laughs) of. Yeah, again, I want to stress, my position remains the same here. That to tap into the forces of the occult, or to travel through time, well... It's just plain wrong. What if I ran into Christopher Columbus and I hitched a ride on his voyage to the brave new world? I thought Europe was a country. Uh, Okay, where would we be if I told him to turn back as there was nothing on the other side of the ocean? Uh, we, We sure as heck wouldn't be celebrating Columbus Day right now, would we? Uh, yeah, I don't... I think Columbus Day is real popular anyway these you oh, know yeah, these yeah. days. Uh, so if you gave Chris bad advice to, to mess him up, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Gerald, you really should leave this topic alone as you don't understand time travel at all. If used by intelligent people, it can be a tool for so much good in the world. Sure, I guess if some jerk wanted to screw up an important event in history, it is possible it would have a minor impact, but think of all the good that can come from this. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if I ever had the opportunity to go back into time and change history, I think the first thing I would do is get in the face of that NBC network executive that canceled the show Freaks and Geeks. That's right. You know, make him realize how freaking stupid that decision was. It's time to shut it down, turn the tables, and lock her up. Uh, yeah, and after taking away his cell phone and, and his car keys, if he didn't change his mind, I, I might, like, politely tie him up for a few days. You know, of course, I'd call his secretary and, and say he was, like, you know, taking a quick vacation to Cancun or something, and, and he'd be back, you know, when he felt like it. And, I, and if you're thinking, you're worrying or whatever, of, of, of course, later I would untie him and, you know. But then I tried to convince him that canceling one of the greatest TV shows ever after one damn season was the worst mistake of his life. Uh, freaks, freaks and what? <laughs> geeks. Freaks and geeks. Uh, of course you never saw it. Yeah, uh, Spud, why on earth, if you were given the chance to change recorded history why would you waste that opportunity on some stupid canceled tv show would you shut Who is up man? Listen. uh because the world needed more than 18 episodes of it the, for, number one i mean if if the freaking apprentice can last 15 seasons then then something is seriously messed up get him out of here right away it might be a small gesture, but I'm sure many would be really grateful if if I could go back and and correct this travesty. Can, can someone? And I gotta get going here anyway. Can someone check and see if our next guest is ready to go? Uh, yeah, uh, Spud. I'm being told uh, by Trevor in the studio that uh, our next guest uh, or your next guest, Sheila E, is ready to go on the. All line. right. You know, she was a great guest the last time she was on. This woman has more talent musically in one finger than most have in their entire skeletal structure. She's got skills. Oh, boy. Um, 
you know, I'm just thinking I, I do have all of her early recordings with Prince and her solo work, too. Yes, she is one talented woman. Now, now I've heard about that Prince musician. He, he had a few hit songs, right? You stupid, ignorant son of a dumb uh, yeah, a few. Uh, you should Google them. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, Sheila E. has a whole lot going on right now, and we're going to discuss that. So just, just, just put her through, please. Yes, very well. Here she is. Welcome back to the show, Sheila E., the greatest female drummer. E- you know, that that's not an okay title. I'm going with the greatest drummer working today, period, all right? Because I believe you're on the current cover of Modern Drummer and, and, of course, a highly accomplished recording artist. So thanks so much for coming back on our program. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, so you are featured in a new Latin Jazz PBS special, now airing and can be found on demand. Give us a scoop on it. Uh, yes, it's a PBS special that my friend Tony Sukar, who is a Grammy Award-winning producer and songwriter and, he, and, and percussionist, and he's arranged all of this music going to different countries and showing you Latin jazz music, the roots of it, and how it basically all comes together in a beautiful way. Um, with the band playing, he goes. He's uh, Peruvian and Japanese, so he goes to Peru. He goes to Brazil, to Cuba, uh, to Spain. Uh-huh. He, he, it's just incredible the way he ties all the music together and and showing and showcasing this in a way that you're just gonna. I don't know. I, I tell everyone we saw it last week, and even my family, us growing up in Latin jazz, we are Latin jazz artists. Even for us, it was so inspiring to see that. My sister and and my brothers, they were calling. It's like we're gonna take salsa lessons. We gotta we gotta get up and dance. And man, it was so. I mean, we're we're this is our music, and, and we were still inspired by what Tony and Pablo have done. And uh, you're not gonna be able to sit down and watch this at all. And we all hope right. to bring this this music to the next generation of people, uh, especially this genre of music that for a while was dissipating. So we're excited about uh, being able to share this. Oh, I yeah, for sure. Well, are you pumped up about receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award with your father, uh, the great Pete Escovito, this November at the Latin Grammy Awards? That's pretty exciting. I mean, things are happening, man. Oh yeah, this this was something so unexpected. I I love it. I'm I'm so excited for my dad. Um, so well deserved, and I cried like a baby for like 20, 30 minutes. I was so excited, and um, to honor him and give him flowers now while he's still here is really important. Um, and the music, I mean, Latin jazz music, and, and w- again, history in the making, we are the first to be honored with two people with the same name, let alone uh, father and daughter team. And uh, the Latin Grammy saying, we don't even know if this will ever happen again, but right now, history in the making, well-deserved, and we are so honored that our peers, you know, voted us to honor us with this Lifetime Achievement Award is just huge. It really is uh, incredible. We're, we're honored. Uh, absolutely, and well-deserved, I have to say. Uh, well, let, let me ask you this. You know, As everyone knows, you're a close associate of, of Prince, very close, who tragically passed uh, five years ago. It's hard to believe it's been five years. But, you know, th- there, there were tons of unreleased recordings on hard drives uh, at Paisley Park, and they're now being processed. Are you on any of the work? Is there something in there that you would love to see released? Um, there's probably um, 
I know that there are at least a couple hundred songs that I played with Prince during the time being there um, that were in the vault, and I have no idea what's being released and what will be released. Mm -hmm. I have no idea, so um, I won't know until I hear it, um, if I'm on it or not. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of music, though. There was tons, hundreds of songs that I played. So A lot of times, just the two of us, so I don't know what the song ends up becoming or what it is because it was so long ago there's so many things that we had done throughout that time being together so well, we'll see we'll see what happens alright but well, I do want to sorry I do want to go back to one thing that excuse me that you mentioned at the very beginning um, when you talked about my dad and I Latin Jazz uh, getting uh, getting honored um, for this Lifetime Achievement Award also when you met, mentioned the Modern Drummer just the cover uh, it's not just the cover. I want to acknowledge the fact that um, history in the making for me, uh, I'm the first female to win the Hall of Fame Modern Drummer uh, in the 45 years of, his, of its existing uh, existence because uh, I didn't realize that I was the first woman to do this. And I will not be the last female to, to win this Hall of Fame. I hope not. Um, but I want to acknowledge that because... Uh, during the pandemic, there's so many uh, things people um, did during the pandemic to, you know, to get through. And I definitely went on social media and music was the key uh, because I yes. wasn't playing. I had to find it. And I was able to go and search and find a lot of young, amazing percussion and drummers. Um, and they just so happened to be young girls and women. And I couldn't believe it. I made so many friends right now that it's just incredible. And I just want to acknowledge this being the first female because there are so many times that I spoke to either their parents or speaking to them. And they're like, oh, you have no idea. You're my teacher and I love what you do. But I just want to, I always encourage them and I'd say, hey, I'm a fan of yours. They're nine years old. I'm a fan of yours and I love what you're doing and you have to keep doing it and don't ever give up. It's those things, those words, and in and, and, and these times, like, for us, especially because social media can be so harsh, that to say to these young girls, you know, never give up. This is something, uh, if this is what you want to do, your passion for wanting to play music and be a drummer or a percussion player, who said girls couldn't play drums? That, that was never said, you know. Right. And me growing up in an envir environment of mainly male playing uh, uh, drums and percussion. I just wanted to acknowledge this right now at, at this time because it is important for the young girls to hear this as well. Yeah, dr drumming has kind of been a boys' club, at least in terms of uh, not a lot of people, a lot, a lot of women have been let in inside that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Um, um, Spud, yes. Well, you know, my daughter Kelsey is learning to play the trombone. And during the pandemic, when the kids were all home, uh, she spent, yeah. uh, she would just practice every morning. Okay. And now, she's not a prodigy or anything, but my wife and I think she's pretty darn talented. As uh, 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 Sheila, uh, excuse me for just one second. Okay. Uh, that that's very cool. Your daughter is learning to play an instrument. Yeah, and she's she's a great kid, and you, you know you never know that she's your daughter. Is she, she has such a great sense of humor? Well, but this is not the time to bring it up, okay? Yes, Gerald. It's neat that your daughter is a musician, but maybe you could share this at some other time. 
Right, right. But I, I just want to say now she can play like five or six songs on the trombone. You know, those popular songs like uh, 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 Adele's Hello. Uh, we would hear that most mornings. And now she plays in the evenings, which it's a bit less jarring. Yeah, that's that's great. Okay. Yeah. Just let me get back to Sheila. Okay, I have returned. You know, we don't have much time, but I wanted to ask you, when your family gets together, because you have the most talented family of all time, probably in music, at gatherings, like, do you ever, like at Christmas or Thanksgiving, do you ever jam? But I know we got to go, so I'll, next time I'm going to ask you about that, so, all right. Okay. Well, let no, me, no problem. Thank you. Yeah, let me say again that you are featured in the new Latin Jazz PBS special now airing and can be found on demand, and uh, you're also up in November to receive the Lifetime Achievement Award with your father, and, uh, yeah, you're on the current cover of Modern Drummer Magazine. We just want to thank you so much for coming back on our show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Ms. Sheila E. The Spud Goodman Show. Some people like it. All right, how about one more song? This one is by an L.A. band, The Lazy Cowgirls, that maybe never did hit it big, but left their mark anyway. Uh, This cut is off their 1987 album, Tapping the Source. Here is Can't You Do Anything Right.
Spud goodness to Anulo. Spud goodness to Anulo. This is the Spud Goodman Show. I think that this is your way of telling me something. Uh, Spud, your last guest, Michael Rappaport, is waiting to speak with you. Okay. Uh, you know, I just heard from Trevor that Michael can get angry quite easily. You know, that's uh, something you have in common with him, Spud. I don't have anger management issues. Well, I may yell at somebody, but I'm way too lazy to do anything more, you know, when I get torqued off. Hold it, because now I'm getting tea off of you. Uh, you know, Michael's from New York City originally, so what do you expect? It's, it's called survival skills there, man. Oh, yeah. My neighbor Sal used to live in the Bronx, and he's always cussing out the paper boy. Well, I just, I just hope Michael doesn't get angry at you. But if, if so, I do have your backs, bud. Uh, please, if I can help, just do me a favor. Don't provoke him. As If I have to jump in, I, I don't do cuss words. Well, that's comforting to know. But uh, Michael's been on this show before, dude. What were you, I sleep when he was on? Uh, He's a nice guy, very talent, a very talented actor and comedian. And, and what's he going to do anyway? Reach through the phone and tear out my larynx? Just put him through. Yeah, okay, but, but again, I am here for you, and here he is. Welcome back to the show, actor, stand-up comedian, and podcast host, Michael Rappaport. Uh, thanks for checking in with us, man. Thanks for having me. How's everything going up there? Not too bad at all. Um, so, season four of your Netflix series, Atypical, is now streaming. Uh, this is the final one, correct? The fourth and final season of Atypical. It's been a great ride. Um, you know, the fans have really enjoyed uh, the first three seasons. And I think that the, uh, the people who have watched uh, will really appreciate season four. And if you, you haven't seen it, it's a very sweet funny, emotional, uh, realistic uh, uh, portrayal of this family uh, dealing with each other uh, and, and also trying to find their way uh, as their autistic son tries to find uh, his way. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it's relatable on a lot of levels. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm really excited and proud of uh, season four, uh, you know, being up on Netflix now. All right, super. Uh, well, Michael, I think it would be safe to say you're an active online participant. Uh, on Twitter, for example, I follow you at, at Michael Rappaport. Uh, you've been in some heated battles on in social media. Would you, would you say you're thin-skinned that you can't take a hit without going nuclear or, you know, have you mellowed over the years or are you st still all in for the fight? What do you think? <laughs> Um, I think, uh, you know, I think uh, it, it, for me, you know, you have to be able to give it as, as well as you can take it. Yeah. I think there's obviously been a lot going on, a lot to talk about in the world uh, for the last, you know, four and a half, five years. And, uh, you know, I've, I've just been articulating myself and, you know, for, for some reason, you know, people really gravitate it, uh, to it yeah. or, or don't, but they, they, they can't stop watching and they can't stop talking about it. You know, I, I never really thought that it would be a sort of second part of my uh, 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 life 
uh, but but it is, and I have no problem with it. Yeah. Well, hey, tell the truth. You're a New Yorker at heart. Uh, after your beef with Kevin Durant on Twitter, did you root against the Nets when they played Milwaukee in the divisional semis? I'm guessing you're a Knicks fan. I was just curious. I, I always I always rooted against that team. I, I'm, I've never supported any. Um, I've never supported any. Um, you know these big three teams. Yeah. I've never supported these, these super teams. I don't like contrived teams. Uh, I, I, I don't think it's good for uh, basketball. And uh, you know I've never I've never been a fan of them. So uh, you know if they had one or if they do win, you know I won't be mad because you know it's, even though it's Brooklyn, it's the city of New York. Uh, but I'm glad they lost uh, this year in particular because you know I feel feel like every single team needs to. Uh, go through some challenge and have some, uh, you know, uh, some uh, adversity. I couldn't agree with you more on that one. Uh, well, you host your own podcast. Let me plug it. Uh, the world's most disruptive podcast at I Am Rappaport, available worldwide at Here Luminary, I believe. Is that correct? Yep, it's on Luminary. It's the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I love doing it. It's very disruptive, uh, a very nuanced disruption. Um, you know, it's fun, you know, we talk a lot of trash, you know, talk sports, talk, talk life, talk politics, uh, talk, uh, you know, the housewives, I, you know, I love my reality TV and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm really proud of uh, the podcast. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Yeah. Is everything on the table with that show or is anything, or is anything off limits? It doesn't seem like there is much off limits. Everything is on the table. And, uh, you know, we get into everything and, and talk about everything. I'm, I, I love doing the show. All right, all right. Well, you know, I have heard you many times on the uh, Howard Stern Show also. Uh, what's the state of your relationship with Gary Delavante? Uh, it seems to be a bit strained these days. It appears he's okay with being called Monkey Face, but it's, I don't know, i got to get this vibe that maybe you went too far with him on the show. Or is it just a fake fight or is it real? Um, well, that gorilla, uh, he'll always be referred to as that gorilla. Uh, uh, that, that, that monkey, that horse tooth, uh, Jack, uh, ass, uh, uh, you know, sometimes he, he, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't appreciate that the fact that he is a, a walking, working animal, uh, uh, you know, it gets under his skin. I don't know why it's only been happening for 30 years. He still hasn't figured it out. And I will continue to try to harpoon that, that dirty monkey, uh, uh, uh for as long as I possibly can. Gosh, I, yeah, I really feel sorry for the dude when you guys get at it. But anyway, did they kick you out? Of, did they kick you out of the football league, or are you still in it with them? I'm still in the fantasy football league. All right, all right, okay, all right. Uh, uh, Spud, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, well, I just wanted to say, after hearing what names Michael calls that. Uh, Gary Della Delamonte something yeah okay uh, I didn't I didn't catch the name Baba Booey okay okay even though I take a lot of abuse from you thank God you've never called me monkey face that would hurt uh just a sec Michael yeah I, I draw the line at monkey face yeah, it's that, that's pretty darn mean yeah. you know he has called Gary Delamont Delamonte or, or Baba Booey as I said uh even more mean things though uh, I mean, he's just brutal on him. I, I, I think it's just in fun, but I'm not totally sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the Howard Stern show. Yeah, I didn't think so. He lost me way back when yeah. he would have on all those lesbian strippers. Kind of tacky, you know? Lesbian strippers? Oh, my God. <laughs> what show is this? I, I sure hope kids are not listening to it. 
Uh, it's, it's been on the air for like a hundred years. Howard's and anyway, and I'm not gonna get into it, you know. But he has kind of mellowed, uh, you know, at this point in his career. Yeah, he got remarried, and uh, you know, he's had Hillary Clinton on the show and a bunch of other like really serious guests. So uh, I think you guys might need to revisit this well, show. Let me tell you something. If you ever booked lesbian strippers on this show, I would turn in my resignation immediately. Mm, really? Mm. Really? That's something to keep in mind. But anyway, hey, I got, I, I got to get back to Michael's. Okay, I'm back. Um, so you covered Ice Cube's three-on-three half-court uh, pro basketball league. I, 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 and I was just curious. You, you are were a hooper. Do you think you could play in that league and do, and do okay? You don't have to like run the floor or deal with a full-court press or anything. No, 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 no. Uh, absolutely not. Um, I, uh, uh, those guys are professionals. I don't care if you have to run, not run. Uh, uh, that, 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 anybody who thinks they, they, that 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 they could participate in that it, it, it doesn't understand a professional athlete. Um, and uh, you know, I, I love doing the sideline stuff. I'm actually not with uh, uh, Big Three this season because I've just been busy doing uh, uh, other stuff. But you know, I, I, I support the league, and I, I'm very, uh, you know, I, I'm a fan of the league. All right, you, you you enjoy the game still, though, right? I mean, do you do you play at all? Oh yeah, of course. All right, all right. I, I play a little bit, but yeah, I, I'm a huge fan. Um, well, let me close with this. Uh, you know, we're discussing time machines on the show. Uh, so here's my question: uh, If you could go back in time in your career, is there any TV show mm. or movie that you would handle differently, like in your performance or or even doing it at all? Oh man, that's a good question. Thank you. I mean, I think you know every everybody would like to you know have more takes after you see it. You like, oh, I could have added this nuance to that or that nuance to this. Um, but I have to say no. I have to say no. I mean, I, every job, every opportunity I've had, I've been excited about. I've never had a you know a, a gun held to my head to go to work as an actor. I, I appreciate you know all the work that that I've gotten, all the opportunities to, to work with the type of people that I've gotten to work with. So I have to say no in regards to that. Okay, all right. Well, uh, let me say again, uh, let me get through all this stuff, because it's going to take me a, a few, at least a few seconds, that your Netflix series, because you got a lot of going on, uh, Atypical is back for season four. Your podcast, uh, yep. World's Most Disruptive Podcast at I Am Rappaport, is available worldwide. Uh, and you're currently uh, touring as a stand-up comedian right now, so people can find you at uh, michaelrappaportcomedy.com for the dates. <sighs> okay, I think I'm done. Uh, you're you're kind of busy, so uh, we just uh, want to thank you so much for coming back on our show. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. There you have it, Mr. Michael Rappaport. My, how time flies. Dorothy, before the show is over, I feel we should share our knowledge and future plans about time travel. It would be selfish not to do this. Oh, honey. I know you're right, but I'm just not prepared for all the questions and judgment this will bring on. But if you feel that strongly, go ahead. Oh, uh, hey, is this the first argument you two have had? I I've never heard you guys even disagree on anything before. A and to be honest, it's always creeped me out. So I guess this little dust up right now will have to suffice for yelling at each other. Uh, so... 
can, can I ask, is, is the wedding in danger at all? You don't think I feel bad that I invited all these people to this huge wedding and blew everyone out. I wasted everyone's time. No, absolutely not, Spud. Unlike how you conducted yourself in your prior marriages, Chance and I choose to compromise and allow each other to openly express ourselves. Chance, go ahead. Thank you, Dorothy. We've made tentative plans to now sign up for a service offered by this new small company. I think they're in the Silicon Valley. It won't be offered to people until 2024, but there's a waiting list, so we paid our deposit and hopefully we'll be accepted to be among the first to use their service. They have developed a time travel app that will let people go into the future or back in time. People can't figure me out. They can't process me. I don't expect them to. You can't process me with a normal brain. Is that right? I mean, I could see getting on, like, the waiting list for Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic space flights because I bet they have, like, amazing in-flight snacks. Uh, but but what you're talking about is is just too scary for me. What, what if you can't come back? Yeah, yeah you, you know... I've heard many stories about the devil's portals that are out there waiting to suck in innocent people. Well, think about it, man. If the devil is interested in someone, I doubt he or she is totally innocent. Shut up. I can tell everyone that this time travel is not cheap. We had to tap Dorothy's retirement account. She's a very unselfish woman and very giving. Well... How, how much are we talking about? Uh, hey, I would appreciate it if that would remain private information, Chance. Right. No problem. We really haven't told anyone about this until now. Not even my mother knows. She's a worrier, so it's best I not tell her until we've returned from our journey. It's for the best, as there are some risks. This is going to be cool. Uh, aren't you worried that she might be listening right now and the jig is up? I mean, come on, think about it. Oh, she hates the show. She used to listen, but not anymore. She mentioned you're just too annoying. My dad uh-huh. will listen sometimes, but he's hard of hearing and misses most of what we're saying. Mrs. Jarvitz, have you taken care of your personal affairs if this morally deplorable activity goes horribly wrong and, and you two never come back? This in our pants yet. Oh, hey, I'm not worried in the slightest. I've lived a full life, and sometimes you have to say what the f- and take a few risks. Well, as I've mentioned on many occasions, uh, I, I would still really like to have uh, your album collection sh- should anything happen to you on this journey. That is messed up, yo. Uh, but I-, I was going to mention this to you off the air, but since you brought it up, I had my attorneys reopen my will and make a few adjustments. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I get everything. Well, as my husband, it's only right. I'm sorry, Spud. Uh, Hey, until I hear no one objecting at the ceremonies before the I do's are said, uh, the situation is still fluid. Uh, But hey, regardless, I, I sure hope... Uh, you both know that what you're doing with this uh, time travel thing, uh, you could end up at like Little Bighorn with, with Custer. That did not end well. Stop being awake! Dorothy and I are very excited about going into the future more than the past. We also discussed each of us going in different directions time-wise. 
Yeah, I, I was thinking it might be nice for chance if I went back, say, to the early 1970s when I was his age, and he maybe would go to the future 40 years or so. It would enable us to do a bit of role reversal, you see. Of course, he hasn't asked me to do this, but it seemed only fair. It might give him some insight on the dynamics of our relationship. Are you suggesting this uh, this uh, role-playing thing that I've read about? I was at my dentist's office, and there was this magazine. It was called Cosmopolitan, I believe. But anyway, I talked to my wife about this apparently popular behavior in some circles, and we were both quite appalled, to be honest. Um, um, you suck! You're not talking about that, are you? Uh, you know, you and Rachel should give it a try. It, it, it might cut back on your Viagra costs. So why pause to take a pill? Uh, so, Aunt Dorothy, um, if your situation was reversed and Chance was 70-something and, and you were like 22 or 23 or whatever, don't you think that would have too much of like a Hugh Hefner or Larry King vibe? You know, may they both rest in peace. Uh, as, as much as I don't want you to marry this doofus, I think society these days is way more cool about the way it is now, you know, the, the, the female empowerment thing, than the other way around, uh, you know, the old dude with a, with a, you know, young trophy wife, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, you don't have to do this, Dorothy. We don't need to switch ages. I'm not interested in changing anything about us. I'm very happy just as we are now. As I am, babe. So we can talk about this further another time, just the two of us. We have plenty of time to make decisions about how we approach this service. You are right. We can figure this out at another time. M maybe I shouldn't have brought this up on the show. I, that's uh, frankly offensive. No, man, I, I'm grateful. As what, what you guys brought up was way more interesting You know what I had prepared. I, I'll, I'll be totally honest. Uh, this time travel deal is, is kind of cool. Uh, hey, Dorothy, we both know I don't have much in savings, but I would love to go with you guys, you know, wherever, you know, when, when and whenever that, that company is up and running. Uh, you know, back in time or go into the future. I'm flexible, you know. Maybe they would give us a discount if we go as a thruple. Courtney, Chloe. Oh, well, that would not happen. I am sorry. Well, I, I had to ask. Anyway, all right. Well, let me close the show. We're out of time. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Copyright 2021, Spud Goodman Productions.